Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whatever you wind up doing is exactly what you should be doing. And I have not behaved one single day of my life. Not one day of my life have I behaved and I am fine. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later, and we're going to hurt some people. Whose car are we going to take? Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday. I am Nikki Maduro. Thanks for joining us. Had a little technical difficulty there right off the top, but it's okay. Sounding a little <clears throat> different this morning or this afternoon now. Uh, got a bit of a chest cold. Who doesn't have a cold? Uh, anybody? Anybody not have a cold right now? So uh, we're working through it. It's not COVID. Um, I think I, I had mentioned this last week that I was preparing for Thanksgiving by getting a bunch of my free covered by insurance COVID tests. And I've already used two. So, um, definitely don't have COVID, have a chest cold, but we're going to work through it. Um, but I thank all of you for joining us as I do every single day. If you could please smash that thumbs up button. It's the first thing we like to do on the show. Smash it. Uh, give us some love, give us some likes. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, we have a great show coming up. We'll talk about some nightmares on the Thanksgiving roadways. Oh, I don't know if I uploaded the picture, but let me know in the comments, which are already going strong right now. Um, how many of you are still eating Thanksgiving leftover food and what are you eating? I had a gigantic turkey leg on Friday, which I showed off, which was delicious. But yes, please uh, click that thumbs up button to show your support of the show. Of course, I do want to start off by saying a big thank you to our exclusive founding sponsor, Steve Moskowitz. He is your tax guy. We're heading towards the end of the year. There's all kinds of things that Steve Moskowitz can help you out with. So give him a call, AAA Tax Deal or Moskowitz LLP. That is M-O-S-K-O-W-I-T-Z-L-L-P.com. Uh, yes, so uh, show your support there. Our super chat is live. I'm already seeing some love. Oh, Andreas. Yes, let's start Monday off with a bang, shall we? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I was catching the tail end of Mark's show, Andreas, and I saw your your uh, 
your suggestion that we should have a, a joint Christmas celebration or something. I am so into doing something like that. Logistically, well, hopefully Mark and I can work it out, but that would be so much fun just to kind of meet up, keep it really casual. Um, I'm sure that Mark has a ton of merchandise. I have merchandise that I was hoping to unveil today. I don't have as, as together yet as Mark because he had his whole merch site all set up, but I'm getting it all set up. I'm going to start slower. I know he released a bunch of things today, so definitely support Mark Thompson. Uh, he's rocking and rolling over there. And yes, the Nikki Maduro show has merchandise on the way. And yes, the Super Chat is live. Andreas always starts us off really well. If you want to support the show, you can do so in the Super Chat, buying a super sticker, a super thanks. Um, you could throw a few bucks or a lot of bucks. Andreas is a huge supporter of both my show and Mark Thompson's show, and we really do appreciate it. And of course, please, if you can, become a monthly Patreon subscriber. Um, just go to my website, thenickymadoroshow.com. That's thenickymadoroshow.com. And there's a link to our Patreon. And it really is going to help us continue to do the show and, and keep us going. And it doesn't take a lot, but it just takes consistent money coming in. And so if you can, any amount that you can, please do that. And I do have some videos and some fun things I have uh, in the works just for our Patreon subscribers. The first thing is going to be linked to the merchandise that I'm creating. I'm going to do a whole unboxing and and uh, our Patreon subscribers will get first dibs because I'm not going to have a ton of supply. So these will be limited supply until I see you know what people want and how much people are buying. So if you want it, you'll need to grab it early and our Patreon members will get first dibs at all of the merchandise because simply they're subscribing to the show and, and really helping support it. So I really, really do appreciate it. Um, okay. So I already got a, a couple of comments about whether or not anyone is eating leftovers. Uh, let me throw some of those out because my husband and I should have. Okay. So I just started something new. I know I'm jumping a little bit. I'm going to start making some YouTube shorts. Okay. And they're just fun little videos that I was making. And I did a couple for the holiday weekend. So if you go to my channel, not now, because I'm talking right now. Uh, but later, if you click on the shorts, I think I have two up. I have other ones recorded in drafts that I have to... My daughter's teaching me how to do all this. She's my little social media manager. But I did one about buying a Christmas tree. And then I have one coming about my leftovers. And my husband, God bless him, always makes turkey soup after Thanksgiving. And I told you guys on Friday that the turkey that he made was probably hands down one of my favorite best made turkeys ever. He used this Cajun butter. I don't know. He seasoned it. He cooked it perfectly. It was so, so good. And uh, obviously, one of the best turkeys is going to make one of the best turkey soups. And he was so cute, like all day yesterday. Uh, he kept like giving me sips of he's like, something's missing. Something. I'm like, there's nothing missing. This tastes bomb. It was awesome soup. So it was really, really good soup. I don't know how many of you like that, but that is my favorite thing for... Um, for after Thanksgiving to have. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do have a bit of a cold. My Thanksgiving guests shared their illness with me. Sorry, Perry, Joe, Jim, Bob. Yeah, I, it's going around. I will be coughing. Um, I'll try not to cough directly into the mic, but I've had this chest cold. I mean, since the middle of last week, it started as kind of congestion and it's moved down my chest. I'm a big one for Robitussin. My husband loves NyQuil and DayQuil. I'm not one of those. Uh, Ricky O'Bear, you have one, only one frozen turkey leg left. All right, there you go. Uh, Eric Kennedy had someone try leftovers from Thanksgiving potluck on Sunday. 
they were quite well. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, Valley Star. The only thing I have left is pumpkin cheesecake. Well, that would not be surviving if it was in my house. Not at all. Let's see. And stars. They have leftover turkey, Cajun oyster dressing. See, you're one of those not traditional and traditional stuffing like I am. Cranberry. I don't care for cranberry. Corn. I don't know what kind of corn you're making. And they added lobster and asparagus. Ooh, all right. You got some. You definitely have some uh, nice leftovers. Uh, yeah, being sick, leftovers have made up my menu. And I told my husband, uh, make the turkey soup a little spicy. And he did, plus the Cajun seasonings. But I added some hot sauce to that because stuffiness, chest cold. I don't think my taste buds are fully intact. Uh, let's see. Donald. Oh, yeah. Turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, acorn squash, cranberry relish, and wine. Nice. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, Murphy's here. Hi, Murphy. Uh, we make some awesome turkey dinner panini. Oh, you got me a panini. Turkey stuffing gravy, cranberry sauce, plus some bacon. Mm, so good. I make turkey soup, too. Ooh, John makes turkey tacos. That could be kind of delicious. Uh, let's see. Minestrone. You know, I'm not a huge minestrone person. I'm just not. But this John is... um. Gumbo. Gumbo, gumbo, gumbo. You make a good gumbo, I am there. Uh, let's look at Lynn's leftovers. An uncooked turkey. You're supposed to cook it. Uh, two quarts of peach cobbler. Turkey croquettes are also awesome. I'm going to brine the naked turkey and cook it tomorrow. See, that's the thing. I'm not a huge turkey person. I have satisfied. I've had the turkey. I've had the turkey soup. Uh, I'm done with turkey. We're done. We're moving on to the other meats. Uh, let's see. Joe Box. We're the recipient of second class leftovers from the dinner we attended. A little bit of turkey, but several containers of the side dishes less traveled. Green beans, stuffing with nuts. Ugh. And ambrosia. I, we talked about ambrosia last time, right? Mm -mm. A big nope on that. Oh, and I have to also correct myself because my mother called me out on Friday because I was giving props. I was showing pictures of all the things that were on our Thanksgiving dinner. And I had mistakenly said that the green beans, which were pretty good, it wasn't a green bean casserole, but it was just green beans. I think there were mushrooms. And I said that my mother-in-law had made them. My mother had made them. How dare I? How dare I not give credit to where credit is due? There you go, my mother. Uh, there you go. I did. I did, Tom. I've tested for COVID twice. I do not have COVID. I do have a really painful chest cold. It's getting to that painful where every time I cough, it's kind of a big old like needles in the chest, but whatever. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, Lynn, I have two giant pies. Only two of us at home. <laughs> There's only two of you at home with two giant pies. I mean, one each, one each. Um, knit, knit one, pearl one. Oh, I like that. I didn't dare make a pumpkin pie. I'd eat it too fast. You're just like my daughter. So we went. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. So we went to the grocery store. Sadly, I always feel so bad going to the store on Thanksgiving. Uh, and I didn't even need to uh, because we ended up not needing what, what I got, which was stovetop. Um, but oh, let's let's welcome Kim into the stream. So, Kim, I was talking about going to Thanksgiving or going what to the up? store on Thanksgiving, which yeah. I feel bad about doing. I always feel bad about going to any business yeah. on Thanksgiving. But I had to go. You're enabling the whole situation where you're exactly. making people work. Yeah, exactly. I get it. And so I try not to, but we we 
forgot the stovetop, which we didn't need, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and I go and we didn't have a pumpkin pie. For, oh. And my, my daughter loves pumpkin pie. And there was zero big fat goose egg of pumpkin pies. So I was like, whatever. We got a cheesecake. We absolutely definitely got a cheesecake. Um, what kind of desserts did you have on Thanksgiving? We had a caramel carrot cake. Ooh, homemade was, or bought? It was bought. That still yeah. sounds bomb. That is, sounds delicious. It was good. It was really good, I have to say. But I did miss the traditional pumpkin pie. Yeah. I mean, my daughter has eaten. She bought a random one for, for school after school with her friends. And then we had the Friendsgiving where we had pumpkin pie there. So she had her fill. I didn't feel guilty, but it did feel weird not to have that tradition right then and there. Uh, Murphy also says we made turkey enchiladas with the cranberry oh. sauce mixed with salsa. We're talking leftovers, Kim. Added in lots of cheese and sour cream and black beans. That's mm. nice. Yeah. Because I'm still making, or I still had leftovers. Yesterday was the final leftovers, which yeah. was turkey soup. And my husband's is delicious. And it was so, so, so very good. Uh, Sandberg's still eating the cornbread dressing, turkey, dill, carrots. Ooh, dill, uh. carrots. Had to take yesterday off from eating turkey day food. Needed to change. Exactly. You just get... You just get too too overwhelmed by the same type of overloaded. Food. Yeah, you know people say make sandwiches. Someone mentioned earlier, Kim, like making a panini, which sounded really really Ooh. good. But um, yeah, no 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 no. Ooh, what's toasted? Lynn had toasted turkey on the day. I'm also done with toasted turkey. That's toasted. That's turkey. interesting. Oh, oh, Yvonne adds avocado on top of her minestrone soup. Um, I, I'm not a minestrone soup person, so I'm not really gonna be able to try that. Oh, tamales, Jack, make it tamales with the family. Yeah, that's delicious. That's cool. yeah, 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 yeah. It's a cool so, tradition that I wish we had and don't. So I'm jealous, Jack. Yeah, there you go. I've never made tamales. Um, I buy them and eat them a lot during this. And every time like we know somebody's family makes them, we're like, Oh, I yeah. really like the jalapeno and cheese, and then they'll make some sweet ones, and so, so very good. Um, we did have a lot to be thankful for over the weekend. Uh, most importantly, not most importantly, but at the top of the list was that fantastic Niners win, which 13 to nothing. Uh, I saw a stat the Niners ended the Saints streak of 332 games without a shutout. And I think that my husband was educating me yesterday that. Most, if not all of the shutouts, I mean, I don't know if all of them were by the Niners. So against the Saints. So that might be true. But yeah, so it was a great day. Of course, the Raiders uh, won, which normally I would not be happy about. But because they built, beat the Seahawks, I was so very, very happy. And I had to like eke out the words, thank you, Raiders, uh, just because of that. Because yeah. you, you know what I'm saying. Uh, speaking of, the, of Las Vegas, that's where the Raiders are. Las Vegas? Uh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, the yeah. Las Vegas, exactly. Las, yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, sixteen-mile backup uh, from Las Vegas to Southern California mm. this Thanksgiving weekend. Um, they, uh, the Regional Transportation Commission of Southern Nevada, actually tweeted out heavy traffic to California. Uh, yeah, a bottleneck started on I-15, started just south of Prim on the Nevada side. And added about an hour to the drive from Las Vegas to 
to Ontario, California. Anyone else? I know, Kim, you you went from Oregon, but you you drove home on Friday, so it wasn't too bad. No, it's a 10-hour ride, though, and it takes forever. So it was a long haul. Not a lot of traffic, though, as we drove. And by the time we got back into the Bay Area, into the North Bay, it was kind of late in the evening. So we we skipped traffic doing that. Okay, yeah. I yeah. mean, anybody in the chat room get stuck in any sort of backup? Let's see how long uh, that got for you because it was insane. And then, I'm sure you've done it in your news, uh, Kim, uh, 2,500 U.S. flights delayed because mm. of severe weather. See, the thing is, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Holidays, right? I mean, they happen in bad weather. And so everybody's trying to get where they're trying to go. And it was so bad. So there were wind advisories in place yesterday for 14 million people across the Ohio Valley and Southeast. 53 mile per hour winds uh, in Kentucky. Rain pounding the Southeast, Mid-Atlantic and Great Lakes region. And so all of these were leading, of course, to flight delays because, you you know, planes can't fly into any weather or the, at least they're going to have to delay it a little bit. Yeah. Jay Siller, I stay home on the holidays. Smart. I mean, I, I say yes. And then I do travel. So I, I need to see my brother. I need to see, you know, my nieces and my nephews. And unfortunately, they don't live in the same state as me. So I usually do. We, we trade back and forth. Um, only 2,500 flights delayed. Ricky O'Bear says why I do not fly. And it's so expensive. I know a lot of, um, deals are out there and actually were coming a few months ago for flights, but I don't know if it's worth it. Absolutely. I just don't know if I want to even risk <laughs> some of these flights, depending on Ooh. where you're going. I'm going to Arizona, so it's not typically too bad. And usually I try to get um, a one-way flight. So I don't have to worry about, you know, Chicago or something like that. So how annoying is this story? Speaking of air travel, let me, I'm going to lob this one at you in a, a surprise news story. Okay, right? do it, please. Frontier Airlines, they're the ones you were telling us last week are doing this whole, you know, pay a fee for unlimited travel to anywhere yes, situation, exactly. right? Mm -hmm. They say they are changing the way customers resolve problems with their flights. The Denver-based company has ended telephone customer service, switching solely to online mobile and text support. They're calling it a cost-saving measure, saying most customers prefer to use digital channels. Oh, yeah, oh, right. If you can't get a hold of somebody and, and all hell is breaking loose, do you know how awful that will be? I'm not calling Frontier Airline 
because I want to tell them how great of a sh- uh, of a job they're doing. I never call customer service unless it's an emergency. <laughs> like I don't call service to say, you guys are awesome. Exactly. <laughs> so obviously they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear. I mean, literally, they don't want to hear it. They want you to type it in yeah. and have their probably their AI person respond. We understand. Although I will say this. If there is one thing about human customer service that I do not like on the telephone, it is this. It's when you know they have to read from a script depending on what you say to them, right? Yeah. So, for instance, I'll call and there's this, there's this one company that I have to deal with a lot. And every time... I talk to them. I'm I'm polite like I'm normally. So they go, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. How are you? Just kind of out of a habit. And they go, oh, I'm fine. Thank you so much for asking. And and they say it in the exact <laughs> same way, but I know it's written somewhere. Right, like right. Thank you so much for asking. And and how is the weather? And it sounds so scripted. Yeah. You're just like, can we just move on? I understand that this is your job. And I it's that sucks for you because I've worked in customer service on the phone. Oh, back in the day when I was in, in college, it is not fun. People can be very difficult, even when they're not trying to be, they can be difficult, but yeah, it's very annoying. And so, but yeah, I definitely think the fronting frontier airlines, didn't I read that they were just, this is a way of keeping costs down is to not pay human beings to listen to people complain. That's what they said. They they're explaining the move as a cost saving measure, but they also say that most customers prefer to use digital channels. I, you know, Okay. You know, when you use digital channels is when you buy your ticket, but when you've got a problem and you're at the airport and you can't get any help or, you know, or like, okay. So right when kind of COVID hit the fan, I happened to be in Europe. Okay. What this reminds me Yes. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And it was like the day before all flights to Europe were canceled from the United States and everyone was trying to get aboard a plane and flights were being canceled and delayed and it was chaos and you had to stay on the phone for for like three hours and then they did that thing united airlines did the thing where they would say you know we appreciate you being on hold so long if you would like us to call you back then push the button and so i stayed awake all night waiting to talk to the United Airlines people, but it was only the human interaction where I could make a connection with someone. Actually, it was my sister that made a connection with someone, started joking with them. And the guy ended up going, bending over backwards to get us on this plane. And it's the, those stories where someone actually does something for you and tries really hard to help you. You can't make those connections or do that if you're only pinging somebody, you know, sending some type of text message. They don't know who you are from anyone else. Yeah. And I plead my case way better when you can hear my voice. Right. right? You have your telephone voice, right, Kim? I mean, everyone has their telephone voice. (laughs) So you're like, I'm going to be really, really sweet. And you're going to give me what I want, please. Uh, You know, you're professional. You speak clearly. You're not, hopefully you're not yelling. No, no one is going to give you what you want if you're not nice about it. No. But if you can strike up a chord make a joke, make the person laugh, which no one else has managed to do today when they're getting a thousand phone calls. Exactly. If you can make some type of human connection, then you can actually get somewhere, right? Hopefully. I mean, and I have had people on the phone. I remember one time I needed to get, and this was in the 
thick of COVID, like in 2020, I needed to get a hold of the IRS. Now, you know, it's hard even outside of a pandemic to get a hold of the IRS. I finally got through to somebody that I could tell was working from home. You could hear the dogs barking in the background, but I was calm. I was patient. I was thanking them. I'm like, I'm sure you're totally overwhelmed. I just have this problem, blah, blah, blah. And the woman completely helped me and we made a connection. No AI computer is going to gather all. I mean, what are you supposed to say yeah. to an AI? <laughs> What's the weather like? I mean, yeah. it's what are they? They're not going to banter with you. So it's, it's ridiculous, but I get it. You know, um, if you're trying to cut corners, people, are the most expensive thing. So that's Would that, probably why do they want to do it. If you could save like $250 on a ticket oh, by yeah. flying Frontier instead of United, uh -huh. but you knew if there was a problem, nobody's answering the phone. Mm -hmm. Does that make you want to go for the more expensive ticket? Because it does me. You know what's interesting? As you were kind of playing out that scenario, I never think I'm getting a hold of anyone at an airline. I mean, oh. I know that you just told your story about the state, but it took hours, right? And determination. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I never think, I think that's where customer service, especially on the phone has gotten for me is I'm like, they're never going to answer the phone unless it's like some, you know, like you, like I did with the IRS, just kind of persistently trying, but in sure. an emergency, I'm at the airline and my flight left or something happened. I have You're to work with a person face yeah. to face because there's nothing that's going to happen on the phone. That's how I would yeah. see it. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, but no, would it, I would never take frontier. The answer is in the question. I would <laughs> never take frontier because not only the customer service, but everything else right. I don't like, I don't like that about, it. I don't want to be at the low cost because then like, what am I? I'm cattle and I'm already cattle on all the other airlines. I don't need to be less than cattle, right? I don't need to, I don't need to go through any of that. Okay. Um, another thing that I was doing, uh, and I was telling people, Kim, I don't know if you were on yet that I started doing some shorts for the show. Um, asking like, you know, we did, I did some holiday ones over the weekend. And so they're up in the, under the shorts folder on the show's YouTube channel. And one of the things that I was asking our viewers and listeners is what I should do, um, with my family over the holidays, kind of an outing or an event. And so I put out the popular ones down in my neck of the woods. And so then I started really researching it because <clears throat> they were the options. I mean, they're the most traditional. There's one new one. It's called Enchant. It's at San Jose um, uh, PayPal Park, which is where the San Jose earthquakes play. And they're having this thing called Enchant. Now, I'm going to bring you up some prices. And I want you to tell me how much is just a bit too much to see lights and to see Santa, given that you could probably go somewhere for free to see lights and even see Santa. Okay. So here is, this is the general admission price for Enchant. Now it's at, it's at PayPal park. It's in States. Like it's, it's across the United States. I don't, I don't know how many, maybe 10 locations across the country. So it's not everywhere. I get that. So the general admission, an adult is $44. A kid oh. is 25. Okay. There's a night owl price right there, 25 bucks. And I think that's if you go late at night. Uh, seniors are 40, military 40. Okay. So $44. Now it is supposed to be like one of the world's largest light displays. They have animals and reindeer and a huge gigantic Christmas tree in the middle. It's like a light maze. There's also ice skating. So I'm going to show you some other prices because is the money going to charity. No, it's going to Enchant San Jose. <laughs> this is a businesswoman. This is, okay, so here's the add-ons. You can also go ice skating. 
So you have to add 20 bucks on for an adult and child. I don't know why they have it separate. It's the same damn price. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Maybe just to, for the skating size. I have no idea. Parking, because of course it's limited, $25. Uh, so we're getting up there. Okay. No. And then, and then they get you with the VIP. Because of course, right? VIP. Same time or same time and head to the VIP line for the maze, ice skating, and and Santa. So if you had two, I just put in like two adults, oh, two wow. kids. Oh, wow. So that's in addition to all the other things you tack on VIP status. Right. Like so 25 bucks a person or 15 like for a, a child. Like a Disney magic pass they're taking the idea from. And even more like Disney, they have an elf guide that you can add to your VIP pass for $250. What? So they, you know, they take the pictures, they help guide you to the front of the line. Um, if you have more than 10 people, you should, of course, get a second elf guide because God forbid you walk anywhere on your own. So, God forbid one elf is not enough. <laughs> so here's my question. So I was tempted. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm texting family. I'm like, should we go do this? Is this something? And then I start pricing it out. Of course, I ask first. And I was like, yeah, it sounds cute. And then I'm like, mm, let's pull this back a little bit. Um, cute. Well, I priced it out for my entire family. Okay. Ice skating and not even all the adults because I sure as hell ain't putting on ice skates. Uh, it was like almost $700. No. And I just don't know. I understand there's a ton of lights and Santa and ice skating, but $700. I mean, we were a big group, but still. Okay, Jack, I love that you brought a fantasy of lights. So let's look at fantasy of lights, shall we? The Sonas, fantasy of lights drive through, 20 to 50 bucks. Now, of course, it's a car full. So you get, you know, as many people as you could fit inside your car. I was going to do the walkthrough, but it's already sold out. So don't even bother. Uh, and it's only like two days, I think, they do the walkthrough. So the drive-through is most of the holiday. I've done this. It is pretty cool. I will say that. And when you drive, what is that, 17? Um, right, or 280, past Vasona, um, you can see it from the freeway. It's really cool and it's huge. I don't, you're never down this neck of the woods, Kim, so I don't know if you know it, but no. it's just a gigantic, Vasona Park's a huge park and you drive through it and they have all these lights and, and things like that. 20 to 50, definitely more reasonable. Definitely yeah. in the ballpark of what I would be able to because, afford. Because that's not per person, it's per vehicle. It's per vehicle, but my problem now with this is I have a huge family that is getting together for uh, for the holidays. Now we have to be in separate cars. We're not really experiencing something together. Like, so we drive through it and we ooh and we ah, but we're not together together. Sure, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm like, mm. now Christmas in the park. Are there any tickets? Lynn, I think there are tickets for the drive through. The walkthrough is completely sold out. Uh, I think Natalie that's for the San Jose thing. Oh, for Enchant? Hold on yeah. one second. Yeah, that's a lot to pay for parking. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be doing that. Uh, are the the casting directors for Enchant are based out of Vegas? That, according to Murphy, well, that would make sense. That's kind of is that Vegas prices? Although usually things are comped in Vegas, not uh, you know, not they don't charge an arm and a leg. Although I haven't been there for a while, so maybe that's not true. I apologize. It's, I'm dying. That's over okay. Here. I knew you were coughing up along. Um, um, Murphy says the casting directors for Enchant are based out of Vegas. Okay, Murphy. What am I getting from these characters? Are they dancing for me? Are they doing something that's worth $700 for about a party of 10? I just don't think so. 
Yeah, Nick, the, we don't do fantasy of lights every year, but it is common. What we do, Christmas in the Park. Randy, you're reading my mind. Okay, so let's do Christmas in the Park. Christmas in the Park is free, but they do have a drive-thru. They started it during COVID. And so if you do the drive-thru, it's $30 per car. That's another reasonable thing to do. But again, when you have a big party, it makes it difficult to do things together. This is pretty cool, though. We did the holiday drive-thru. They sync the lights to the music that you can play in your car. Oh, so you kind of tune in. Yeah. So that's really fun. Um, but it's getting to be like, what are we supposed to do? And then the end all be all, of course. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In my neck of the woods is a Great America Winterfest. So Great America is not open during the day. They're only open during Winterfest. I think it starts at like four o'clock. So you can buy Winterfest tickets for 30 bucks. So that's not bad. But what happens once you're in Great America? You got to buy the food. The kids are going to want to go on the rides. And there's only, I want to say the Gold Striker, if you want to go on roller coasters, Gold Striker, and maybe some of the smaller rides are open, but not everything. So you're really just going there for Winterfest. But so that's another idea. So out of all of those, which one? See? And Randy, I swear, you're like my spirit animal. Walk around and just see the lights. That's yeah. what I used to do as a kid. On uh, Christmas Eve, after Christmas Eve dinner, my friends and I would get together uh, and we would drive around and see all the Christmas lights and and we would just have a good old time. Candy Cane Lane here in San Diego. Tons of houses. Free donations for hot chocolate and popcorn. We have a ton of that too. Um, yeah. There's oh is like it, you know uh, in your town where the best houses are exactly and you tend exactly. and now people are doing really cool things like there's one just a couple blocks away from me where they have they put this sleigh on the corner they have a corner house and they put a sleigh and their house is decked out with lights and so now people from all over town go there to sit in the sleigh and have their picture taken. So it becomes kind of a destination and a fun thing to do. But people know where those houses are all, all over town. So. I, I mean, I don't know why you would pay to go do something like that. Yeah. And so with the Enchant thing, and Murphy uh, wrote back, they're doing a good job of atmosphere casting, musicians, singers, but I would rather do a separate Santa or a skating visit, not a theme park type of day. Yeah. yeah so if you want to know where my whole research started like devolving into was I ended up being like, you know what? We're not doing anything Christmas theme. We're going to go to Top Golf. I've always wanted to do it. And so we could just drive around and see that and, and do another activity where we'll definitely be all together. Um, I feel less people go to Christmas in the park than decades ago, especially since they haven't had ice skating for a while and stars. 
Can I tell you that they may not have ice skating, but do you want to know what they do have this year? Roller skating, Aloha roller rink. Oh, and all my South what? Bay peeps know exactly Aloha roller rink. They used to be on what? Blossom Hill Road back in my day when I was a kid. They moved a couple times. They're now at Eastridge Mall permanently, but now they're doing a downtown San Jose roller skating, which is awesome. Actually, a woman I went to high school with started revamping the Aloha Roller Rink. Uh, shout out to Liz. Uh, she just has her business acumen and jump-started the whole thing. So there may not be ice skating, but you could put your roller skates on and kind of skate around that way. So yeah, baby. Yeah, Murphy. Aloha Roller Rink. I used to have my birthday parties there. That's okay. So we're a little bit late. Let's do some news. I'll continue to send in some of your comments. We'll do a little bit of politics. Uh, President Biden was getting some love from some kids over the weekend. I'm going to play you that Herschel Walker ad, which is brutal. And it's been just going around all over because the, the runoff election is happening. Elon Musk is losing his mind and his advertisers. Uh, and he's calling out Apple, which... You know, you can call it out all you want, buddy, but it's a free market. That's what you keep saying. Uh, that's all coming up. But first, some news. Now, from around the world to up your street, the Nikki Maduro Show presents News Czar Kim McAllister. And this report sponsored by Steve Moskowitz. You can reach Steve at 888-TAX-DEAL. The suspect who killed 10 black people at a Buffalo supermarket earlier this year will be sentenced in February. That's after he pleaded guilty to state charges, including domestic terrorism motivated by hate. The charge will put him behind bars for life, but capital punishment could still be on the table in his federal hate crime case. Two million Houston residents are under orders to boil water thanks to a power outage at a purification plant. Mayor Sylvester Turner says samples have been taken, but it's a long process to find out if the water is safe. And shipping deadlines for packages to arrive by Christmas Eve are being announced by the U.S. Postal Service. The deadline for regular ground service, December 17th. Priority mail has to be sent by December 19th. And the Priority Mail Express deadline, December 23rd. Although that's kind of pushing it. Those dates exclude Hawaii and Alaska. Sorry, Karen. Tech companies starting to reroute critical chip supplies to trucks with a nationwide rail strike. The CNBC reporting the switch to trucks includes semiconductor chips critical to the high-tech sector and to the auto industry. The strike could happen as early as December 5th. North Korea saying it will build the world's most powerful nuclear source. State-run Korean Central News Agency reports Kim Jong-un announcing his goal while promoting officers who work on a ballistic missile launch earlier this month. The dictator said scientists in his country have been successful in developing technology to mount nuclear warheads on ballistic missiles. That's a great development there. <sighs> a cat found inside of a piece of luggage at JFK Airport in New York City is now back home safely in Brooklyn. All is as it should be. Smells, the cat <laughs> smells, was found by TSA agents in a suitcase last week bound for Orlando, Florida. I think Nikki showed us the uh, the x-ray of smells. His owner said he crawled into the, their house guest suitcase while she was at work. But smells is now back home and all is well. 
And this report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz. If you need help with your taxes, Steve have for 30 years has been working hard, sharing his expertise with individuals and businesses alike. You can hit Steve on the phone at 888-TAX-DEAL or online at MoskowitzLLP.com. I'm Kim McAllister on the Nikki Maduro Show. I didn't have my mic on. There it is. There's a little kitty cat in there. You see his little hair? That friggin' smells. Cat. Smells. That's what a stupid name for a cat. <laughs> like, why do you? Why do you name your cat Smells? Because it smells. That's the only thing I can oh, think of. That's I the love only this. Thing I, um, I love this text by Nick. You've got to sing it though. Smells the, smells cat. the cat. Oh, smells smell the cat. cat. Smell, yeah, what? from. Oh. <laughs> That's that Friends reference, people. Do you get it? Do you get it? It's a Friends reference. All right. Uh, Again, yes, thanks to Steve Moskowitz from Moskowitz LLP. Hopefully he'll be able to join us in a little bit. Okay, so I do have a bit of a cold. Kim, I think you sound a little rasping yourself. Who doesn't have a cold? cold. Yeah, your family had it as well, but not COVID. Everybody has has this horrible cold, including my 80-year-old dad who knocked him down. And oh, my yeah. husband, who spent two days in bed, and I got the cold. Do you think I spent two days in bed? Of no. Not. Why didn't I spend two days in bed, Nikki? Because you're a woman. Yes. I <laughs> called it a man cold on the Mark Thompson show. Bad oh. audience. Oh, yeah. Guys are like crickets, right? But you know it's true. Like, why? You know, you, you work through it. You don't lay well, down and crash for two days. What oh, I was dying. I was dying. I didn't have a man cold. That's why. Yeah. Well, I felt bad because, you know, it's funny. Like I, I cough throughout the day and then I'll have attacks like I just had. Right. But at night and when you lay down, it just all goes to the back of your throat. Yeah. Yeah. And I take my medicine right before bed and I, I hope and pray, but I just could not sleep last night. I was up tossing, turning and coughing. My poor husband went to the couch and I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, you would not stop. And then part of me is thinking, okay, here's a question. Does the sick person go to the couch or does the sick person get the bed? Sick person gets the bed for That's sure. That's what I'm thinking. Even though it was yeah. my fault because I was coughing. No, you need the rest. Right? Yeah. I need the, well, I need a new bed. And thank you to everybody, by the way, that's been reaching out and sending me bed recommendations. Keep them coming. We're not going to be able to afford a bed until after the new year. That's just my <laughs> thing. Uh, but I'll do my research and I'll go like lay on beds and do stuff like that. But yeah, um, but this cold is awful. It's it's like in my chest and it stinks. And I wanted I want to tell you this funny story real quick before we move on. So I went and got my nails done with my daughter oh, over the weekend. Good. Thank you. Milky white. I've been wanting to color my nails this color. But I'm I'm wearing a mask because I'm going into a nail salon. Sure. And my daughter has, uh, you know, she has this uh, illness that she's been dealing with. So we're really masking. And um, I go in and it's a mixed bag. Okay. Half probably half and half, half not masking, half masking, including my friend, the employees. Okay. Now I'm not going to say anything because you know what? We're at this point with COVID where it's, it is what it is, but here's my thing. Like I have a bit of a cough. So I've liked wearing a mask just in case I go, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. So my lady, really nice woman. And when she starts doing my my nails, I don't notice anything. But then after a while she starts sniffing. (laughs) Okay. Um, And I was like, okay. So, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden she sneezes, but she's doing my nails. Did she not cover up? No, all she does is she just goes and like blows her nose or like (laughs) sneezes over her shoulder. At least it wasn't at you. No, it wasn't. Okay. Okay. Now 
this is a type of sneeze you do at home. You don't do this, right. what, whatever. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay. But she keeps I mean, doing my nails. Given the option, you know, she her hands are totally immersed in what she's doing. She can't stop. Right. She's, right. she's got a choice. She can sneeze forward or she can turn her head and try oh, to be a God, little boy. Did. Yeah. Okay, but here's the funny part. Okay. So I'm wearing my mask again and I have this stupid freaking cough. And so I just barely, like, I just coughed a little to get the tickle, right? I got. <clears throat> She reached like, oh, and she reaches behind her and grabs a water bottle, like one of the mini ones, and then proceeds to use her hands, which, yes, have been doing my nails, but she has a cold, and starts undoing the cap. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, nope, we're just not. <laughs> I am not taking a bottle of water from you. I don't need to add on to this. Don't cold. touch me. Don't touch me. And um, thank you, John Daly. I was, we're fighting on it. Yeah. I've been sick for two weeks straight and haven't said a word until now. Well, you just said something. So it's going to negate everything you say. After this God, I love John Daly. So see, this is the thing is men will fight you. They will. If you say there's, if you call it a man cold, but I, it's okay, John, you are, you know, you're the exception to this rule. But I swear to you that when a man gets a cold, it is 20 times worse. Like they need all the attention and love, but when a woman gets a cold, they that the same thing is not happening, and you well, power through and move on. I mean, really, women could just women can just act like they believe men act and right. be like, "I'm out." And so, whose fault is it? Is it the men in your life that make every cold into this gigantic <laughs> thing, or is it the women who don't make their colds into a gigantic thing? I was putting up with the second comment all so long. <laughs> Love you, John. <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah, oh, well, it's, it's okay. We love um, you. Yes, we love you, John. <laughs> and I hope you feel better. Um, so like I, I have a similar situation. Are you done with your, your nail yes, story? Yes, yes, yes. Because my daughter's been in a in a play, a community theater play. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, Mary Poppins. And so she she worked sick, right? We go to the play. Actually, I didn't go because I was sick and I didn't want to spread it. But we were... were when I did go, I wore a mask yesterday, mm -hmm. but my sister went on Saturday night and she also wore a mask, wore a mask just because, you know, you're in a group of 300 yeah. people and whatever, you know, you, you wear one when you feel it's smart to wear one. Right. Right. She wears a mask, uh, but she texts me at intermission and says, there's two people sitting right behind me with the croupiest cough oh. and neither one of them are masked. She goes, I can feel the, the heat on the back of my neck. Like the Ugh. breath. She's like, it is the absolute worst. Why? And here's the question. It's like, okay, so you go through, you're done wearing masks. Nobody wants to do that anymore. Right. But if you know you're going to an event like that, like a play where you're sitting next to people or in front or behind people, and you, you know, you're in this group of people where you could make others feel uncomfortable. God knows what you're carrying around. Could mm -hmm. be a cold, could be the flu, could be COVID, whatever. Why wouldn't you wear a mask if you right. knew that you had a cough? If I have like, a cold, I'm wearing a mask so people yes. don't look at me when I'm coughing. That's Obviously, right. that's why you should wear it. Um, yeah, I, I feel better with it on now. And and honestly, I'll go through the grocery store and it's like a cacophony of coughs. Everybody's yeah. coughing. And I'm like, wear a friggin' mask if you have a cough. So, would, so you have, would you have thought it rude if my sister had turned around and handed the people masks? Oh, here, I thought you might need these. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, it would have been rude because what you're telling you're telling someone else what to do, right? But I, I it happened to me the the opening night show too where someone was behind me coughing and right. I felt like turning around and handing them a mask. Like 
just a nice little offering, but yeah, you but know it would have been put your face close to their face and be like, hey, no, stay the hell away. Just keep your head this way. So then uh, I'd put two masks on. That's what I would do. I just, I don't know. Double up? <laughs> I put my hood up if I had a hoodie. I'm like, Meh. yes, because pe- selfish people behave selfishly. Honestly, though, I, I was hoping that two years, three years of COVID, people would automatically do that. I think what should come into fashion is in these places where it can get crowded, have mask dispensers. You know, just like they have the, like if you go to the hospital, uh, they have the hand sanitizer and then they have a whole box of masks and you could just take one. Um, Have something like that. And then if people want them, like, oh, I do kind of have a cold, they're right there. I think people aren't bringing them with them anymore. And so even if they were like, oh, I should have brought a mask, they don't have one. So I don't. I think that if I had turned around and, and politely offered a mask, in a quiet way during the show, it would have been perceived as, oh, she's a total a-hole. What if you didn't? What if you just took it out of your bo- out of your purse and just like handed it to them like you hand a tissue? <laughs> <laughs> Here, stop coughing on all of us. Have you not seen Contagion or whatever freaking movie that is? I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe that's a different mindset. But if I'm the one coughing... I'm thoroughly embarrassed and wishing for a mask. Like I am thinking to myself, oh God, these everyone around me is going to think I am carrying the plague. I wish I had, you know, done this differently. But I think there's some people that think differently. Like they're just, you know, I I have a cough deal with it and that's it. Coughing again. Speaking of coughing, how how appropriate. I know. I keep trying to mute myself. Sorry, people. No, you did. You did a good job. Yeah. It's one of those things where... Once you start and then you get, it's kind of like sneezing, you know, when you sneeze and then people bless you and then you sneeze twice and they bless you again. In our house, you get two bless you's. That's it. After that, you get to get it together. Like either go (laughs) blow your nose, do something. But with this cough, I just, you can't get to it. You know what I mean? It's just, you just can't get around it. So um, but yes, I, I, I apologize for coughing so much and it does suck. Bring your freaking masks with you. It should not be that hard. Yes. Kristen storms. I do need a little bit of bourbon. <laughs> if only in my neck of the woods, it's only 1247. Yeah, I guess it's past noon. I could have a little bourbon, but I love you, Kristen. Bring Thank it you. on. There you go. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit of politics. Shall we? Um, okay. So the Georgia runoff is happening. Um, but first, oh, hold on. I want to start a little local, a uh, little closer to home. Newsome. Now, I want you to tell me what you think this means. I want you to read between the lines. Newsom has told the White House that he will not challenge President Biden for the Democratic nomination in 2024. What do you think that means? Uh, if the president decides to run again, he will not offer himself up at all. He won't challenge him. He won't. But did anyone think that that's the way that Newsom was planning on running anyway? Nobody was thinking that, right? Let's read between those lines. If the president doesn't run. Exactly. He will challenge Kamala Harris then. Is that what he's saying? Uh, That's kind of what I would infer. I mean, it's it's not said, but said, right? If President Biden, what's the exact quote? Okay. Oh, well, well, uh, Nick's saying whether or not Biden runs. Okay. So here, let me see. He says he's not going to challenge President Biden for the Democratic nomination in 2020, 2024. I've told everyone in the White House, from the chief of staff to the first lady. Uh, da, 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 ba, 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 ba. Um, he When visited the White House amid growing speculation that he was plotting a primary challenge 
Um, he says, no, I'm all in. Count me in as a supporter of Biden's re-election. Uh-huh. Biden's re-election. That says nothing of Kamala Harris. And that's why I'm talking about this. I mean, I never thought that Governor Newsom was in any way, shape, or form going to challenge President Biden. No. He's not going uh, not, not to challenge a Democratic incumbent president. That's not happening. But if the president says, I'm not running, then Kamala Harris has to run on her own. And I could see Newsom being like, hey, if you have the palate for a Californian, how about this Californian? Right? I don't know. I feel like if Kamala Harris stepped up to run, to if President Biden didn't, but mm. her poll numbers were looking dismal, like she oh. wasn't going to win, mm-hmm. then I think Andreas, I don't know, I I I I think that Newsom would step in and challenge Harris. I do too. I absolutely do. And I'm wondering if Harris because she hasn't really been forthcoming about saying that she definitely well, I mean she's vice president, so I think it's kind of a given since she also tried to run and get the Democratic nomination last time. Um but I mean if if Newsom and her teamed up, uh do you Andreas was saying that, that maybe he'll be VP. I don't think that New- well, you can't elect. No way in hell will this country elect two people, um, uh, um, uh, presidential candidate and a running mate, both from California. That's not going to happen. It it won't, it won't work. It won't even pass. So there's no sense that would be uh, doing it. Randy says Harris would be a horrible candidate. She couldn't even get through the primaries in 2020. I mean, technically nobody, but Joe Biden made it all the way through. So, uh, but I get what you're saying. She wasn't popular. She still wasn't popular. Um, All right. So let us know in the chat what you think. Um, do you think that Newsom would challenge Kamala Harris? Um, it could get interesting because they're friends and they know each other. Are the gloves going to come off or is there going to be some sort of uh, agreement, backdoor agreement about, or back room, not backdoor, back room agreement. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> I know, good morning. Uh, about what should be done there. Because if, if, like you said, Kim, if Harris's numbers are, you know, really low, yeah. would she take one for the team? Because I think a lot of people took one for the Democratic team in making Biden the the Democratic nominee last time. Well, they did that because the polls showed that that's who could beat Trump. And it was more important to get Trump out Mm -hmm. and get a Democrat in no matter who that person was. Exactly. And I think Uh, that that might be what we're looking at again in 2024, right? I don't know. I do not put my money. There is so much lackluster excitement about Trump running again. It's. I feel like it's going to be DeSantis. I mean, he hasn't officially said he's going to run. He keeps telling people to calm down. But I do not think it's going to be Trump. He's boring. You can't keep using the same lines from the same playbook all of the time and think it's going to work on people. People are tired of it. And voters mm-hmm. made that very clear in the midterms. And also the fact that he lost. So... We'll see. But you guys let me know in the chats because right now we want to bring in a gentleman that gets all of our votes. The one, the only tax attorney, Steve Moskowitz. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show because we're racing toward the end of the year, Steve. I can imagine a lot of people are wanting to call in and say, what can I do to prepare for tax season? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people don't even think about tax planning. And in March, they complain they're paying too much in taxes. (laughs) Exactly. But other tax planning, people just think, well, at the end of the year, I'll quick do something. And we can definitely do that for you if you qualify. But tax planning is a lot more than that. Besides just year-end tax planning, tax planning is something year-round. It goes with your accounting, and we can do that for you, too. And the tax return itself 
is usually the big focal point, but really it should be a mere summarization of a year's worth of tax planning. So that's so important. And look, this the end of this week is December. There's a lot of things you do have to do by December 31st and time is running out. So we need to get on that right away. Not to mention the government is giving away up to $26,000 for every employee and employer had in 2020 and 2021 that qualifies. And again and again and again, I'm seeing that a lot of people are missing out. There's two ways to qualify. The easy way, if your gross revenue goes down a certain amount, that's where we start too. But if you don't qualify, a lot of CPAs say, oh, that's it, no ERC for you, next. And they move on to their next client. We don't. There's a more complex test, a facts and circumstances test, to see if you qualify. And sometimes I even have to meet with clients twice, send them some homework to see, well, do you qualify? But a lot of people that don't qualify on the drop in gross revenue do qualify on the facts and circumstances test. Bottom line is all you have to do is contact us. Let's see if you qualify. And if you do, let's get all this money from the government's coffers into yours. Absolutely. Don't fall for those scammers, those fly-by-nights. Steve's been around. He's been doing it for decades. So he is the guy you need to call. And call him now. He's going to get busy. Uh, give him a call. 888-TAX-DEAL or MoskowitzLLP.com. That's M-O-S-K-O-W-I-T-Z-L-L-P.com. Thank you, Steve, so much. We'll talk Thanks, again soon. Thank you. So I look Bye. Forward to Thanks. All right. Yeah. Give him a call. He's the best. Absolutely the best. Um, okay. We have a couple more minutes. Let me read some of the, the comments that are coming in. Uh, where was it? I saw it when Steve was talking. Uh, somebody was saying, I'm going to vote for Biden. It doesn't matter how old he is. Why not run? I will. Not, oh, but then uh, Perry Joe Jim Bob says, I will not vote for an 82 year old president. Um, Kamala Harris will not win. Newsom will win. Um, yeah, I don't think that Biden is going to run again, Jack. I agree with you. Kamala won't garner support. Then Newsom will come in. Um, well, obviously, I'm not going to vote for a DeSantis. Uh, Dillette, I agree with you completely. Um, but Eric, why are you scared? What scares you about the upcoming election? Um, that's a good question. What are you most scared about? Because on one hand, I think... People or are worried of what happened on January 6th happening again if Trump runs. But mm -hmm. I'm saying, no, I don't think people are really falling for this again. I think the whole nonsense with Carrie Lake, look, it's not working for Carrie Lake, right? Yeah. That whole playbook of fraud, it was so obvious what she was doing. If I win, there's no fraud. If I lose, there's fraud. You can't have it both ways. And, oh, I had this great story I that was coming up about there wasn't a lot of voter fraud found at all. There wasn't no. any that would have changed the election. None. I feel like when when Eric talks about being scared about, you know, the whole Trump DeSantis thing, mm -hmm. there's there's you know, they're not the same, but similar. And so after going through a Trump presidency for four years mm -hmm. and we saw how kind of it took the nation down. And how right. it divided people more and how there was more ugliness everywhere. And then what happened on January 6th, I think that is scary. That what happened to America then scared the holy bejesus out of me. And I remember on January 6th, sitting there watching it unfold on TV, thinking to myself, in all my life, I never thought that American democracy was that fragile. 
I never thought we would see that. So is it scary? It's absolutely scary. And that's why I will fight so hard to make sure that, you know, people get out and vote, that people know what's at stake, because we have to make sure that we're good stewards of democracy, or as we saw, we could easily lose it. You're muted. But, Sorry, but I'm talking. sure what you had to say was great. <laughs> no, but, but what I want to say is that I, many people won't forget if you watch January 6th unfold live like I did, like Kim did. I mean, there was people at work and didn't know until they came out of work what was going on. But if you watched it live and you watched how slowly former President Trump reacted and then when he did react, mm-hmm. what he said, what he did, it'll stay with you. But again, democracy held. Could it Could it hold again if we had someone that wasn't, Trump, maybe a little more shrewd, uh, maybe that didn't play their hand so obviously. Because that Trump, if anything, um, has been quite open about what he wants. And that's why everyone was screaming from the rooftops that he's nuts. Uh, but he had he had hold of a base that I think is leaving him. I think they they don't want the stink of him anymore. They're tired of what he's talking about. The whole we talked about this on Friday, the Nick Fuentes dinner with Kanye West. I mean, Nick Fuentes said that women should be burned alive. That is the guy that Trump had at his dinner. And he's trying to distance himself from it. Um, Ben Shapiro uh, actually called him out. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If Ben Shapiro is calling you out, then you know you really messed up. So look what Ben Shapiro said. Let me share my screen with you real quickly. <laughs> a good way not to accidentally dine with a vile racist and an anti-Semite you don't know is to not dine with a vile racist and anti-Semite you do know. Huh. Um, which again, he's talking about, you know, Nick Fuentes and Kanye West or yay. Um, and it's true. Uh, but of course, Ben Shapiro didn't go the full way. He wouldn't actually say Trump or Nick Fuentes or Kanye West by name, but we all know and so that's, but it has been crickets. Uh, KKK McCarthy or Kevin McCarthy was trending on Twitter, which we'll talk about in the next hour as well, because he's been awfully silent about a former president welcoming a well-known, well-known far-right extremist, white nationalist wanting to burn women alive at his dinner table. Um, so oh, yeah, it's, just, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I don't care what Trump says. You know who's coming to you. And if you don't, yeah. you're you're welcoming this person that you don't know tomorrow, Lago, where you still have classified documents. Yes, That's how well dinner. Is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and you ridiculous. have to know that, you know, the former president, I'm sure he has people around him vetting everyone he comes into contact with, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. He's going through it. Um, all right. <laughs> click that thumbs up button while we're uh, talking about it leading into the news. Please just click it once. It helps us out. Also, the super chat is live. Let me give some thank yous. Andreas, not only, not only did Andreas start us off with $20, start this show off with a bang, as he says. He did. He dropped another $20. Time for the midday push. Yes, Andreas. Uh, go, Nikki and Kim. Uh, Jim Slayton with $4.99. Um, Thank you, Jim. We really appreciate it. Uh, $1.99 from Mark DeLeon. Thank you, Mark. And then Albert. 
I found out why we have a turkey shortage. They're running around Maryland. All right, Albert, with $4.99. Thank you. Thank you to everybody that donates. Again, if you want to become a monthly subscriber, please do. I'm going to be doing some special videos and, and you'll have a, a kind of a sneak peek at things coming into the new year. Just go to the Nikki Maduro show.com and click on a Patreon and, um, donate whatever you can and be a monthly subscriber because it's consistent money that we need to keep the show going, of course. So again, that's the Nikki Maduro show.com. The links to our Patreon are there. Also links to the show. Please make sure your family and friends are subscribed to the show. Grab their phone. Ask them first, of course. I bet they have a lock on it. And then say, hey, are you subscribed to the Nikki Maduro show? And make sure that they are. And uh, and that would really help us out a lot. So we appreciate it. And thank everybody out there that's been doing their part to support the show. Um, all right, let's do some news with Kim. Oh, there we now, go. Now, from around the world to up your street, the Nikki Maduro show presents news czar Kim McAllister. And this report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz at 888-TAX-DEAL. A candlelight vigil planned tonight in Virginia to honor the six victims killed in last week's Walmart shooting. The Chesapeake City Council also calling a special meeting today to confirm an emergency declaration that will free up money to support the families and help with recovery efforts. There are more flight delays and cancellations today following the long holiday weekend FlightAware.com reporting more than 50 cancellations so far compared to the thousands yesterday. More than 1,000 flights have been delayed. The Colorado Healing Fund has raised more than $300,000 after a deadly shooting at an LGBTQ club, but advocates are calling on the nonprofit to give 100% of the proceeds to victims and their families rather than victim assistance groups. Survivors of the 2012 theater shooting in Aurora, Colorado say those groups will treat the money as their own. Today is Cyber Monday and spending is expected to hit a record. According to Adobe Analytics, the U.S. online shopping is projected to top $11.2 billion. If that projection is correct, it would be a 5.2% increase over last year. And speaking of money, Facebook's parent company being hit with a more than quarter billion dollar fine in Europe. Ireland's Data Protection Commission fined Meta $275 million over a data leak. It was discovered last year and led to more than a half billion users having their personal information posted online. It is unknown if Meta will appeal. And again, talk about money. The Mega Millions jackpot continues to climb. No one picked all six numbers in last night's drawing. So tomorrow's jackpot in the Mega Millions multi-state lottery is at $305 million. The news sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz. For more than 30 years, Steve has put his tax knowledge to work for individuals and businesses alike. If you need help with your taxes, you can reach Steve by phone at 888-TAX-DEAL or online, moskowitzllp.com. I'm Kim McAllister on The Nikki Maduro Show. Uh-uh, you're muted again. But eventually you'll unmute yourself. Uh, there you go. Because I 
have this call by commuting myself. I apologize. Thanks for everyone joining Hour 2. That's all you missed. Just me thanking you for joining us on Hour 2. Again, click that thumbs up button while we're thinking about it. Work out your fingers. Uh, in the next half hour, we will get to the lawsuit, the macaroni and cheese lawsuit. And I think it was Nick in the comments saying, it's frivolous. I'm going to surprise you, Nick. I'm going to go through the details of this lawsuit and the law firm that does these types of lawsuits. And I think by the end, you may agree with me that while kind of nuts still proves a pretty good point. So we'll talk about that after the bottom of the hour news, because uh, I thought the same thing after reading the headlines. And then I read a little bit more into it and am kind of changing my mind. But first, I want to just kind of uh, put a cap on our conversation regarding uh, not just former President Trump and whether he's going to run against Biden, but again, this runoff race between Herschel Walker and uh, Warnock, uh, Reverend Warnock, that's happening in Georgia. I still can't believe that Warnock has to do this runoff. He has more uh, votes. He led Walker by 37,000 votes out of almost 4 million casts in the first round, but it was short of the 50% threshold. So they're airing this ad and I'm going to play you the ad. It's a little long, but it it proves what I've been saying. And it's such a well done ad. And I'm assuming they say that it's everywhere. Uh, well, they say spread it everywhere, but I guess this ad is obviously playing in Georgia. I'm going to share my screen. So again, tell me in the comments if you can't hear it, cause then I'll just stop playing it, but I hope you can. Because it is, it is pretty brutal. Here it is. You ever watch a stupid movie late at night, hoping it's gonna get better, don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway? Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie, I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night, but it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires are <laughs> cool people. What the hell is he talking about? No idea. Are <laughs> you serious? Is he for real? But I'm gonna tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Do you know what is he talking about? That, so I don't want to be a vampire anymore. I want to be a werewolf. Oh my gosh. He's talking about vampires and werewolves right now. Yeah, y'all serious about this, right? So I've been telling this little story about this bull out in the field. What? On and three of them are pregnant. There's no substance. There's nothing. So you know you got something going on. It makes me want to laugh. And then it makes me think we're in trouble. But all yeah. he cared about kept his nose against the fence looking at three other cows that had been blown to him now all he had to do is eat grass this video is ridiculous that's 35 seconds of my life i'll never get back yeah. why would i want someone like that leading the state of georgia i was good at decided to float over to china bad air unbelievable so when china gets out good air their bad air gotta move it's all the same air not only does it make no sense, I don't even understand what he thinks he's saying. <laughs> so it moves over to our good air space. <laughs> and now we got to clean that back up. I sit and watch these on Twitter and I'm like, what the heck is this guy talking about? Like, literally, what is he talking about? He's completely unqualified for this really, really serious job. Yes. No one's watching this and being like, oh, man, that guy's got it together. And sometimes, like, I read through the comments because I'm like, is anybody actually understanding or are we just sitting here wasting time? It is embarrassing. Yes. Let's call it what it is. It is embarrassing. They just care about getting a yes, man. There you Somebody go. Somebody did it. Just punch the button. I think it's a risk to me That's and right. Georgians to put this man in a position of power. Let's call it what it is. This is embarrassing as hell. And oh, I mean, well, She's like, I'm done. Know. 
I mean, it nails it, in my opinion. And I know it's edited, but the guy is standing before people that he wants to that he wants them to vote for him to be a senator, a senator of Georgia. And he's talking nonsense about, mm. you know, monkeys or vampires or whatever the hell he's talking about. And it actually came down to a runoff election. And that's what's blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? And this is why, you know, Kim, when we talk about our bubble in California and blah, right. blah, blah, um, are they not paying attention? I mean, is that what it is? I just, I don't understand because, well, somebody, Timothy's saying edited, there is zero context. Well, he's standing during a political campaign event telling these stories. Why are you talking about vampires and werewolves? Why? Why are you talking about that? Georgia has real issues. But what okay. don't we get as Californians that Georgians let's, would let's, vote for someone like him? Let's say, let's just err on the side of, of, you know, of Timothy and say, all right, maybe it was an icebreaker. You know, maybe he's just kind of trying to warm up the audience a little bit before he hits him with the hard politics. Did that ever come? Did the hard politics ever come? No. no, 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 it never did. Otherwise, we would have a very, very good uh, cut of him followed up because yes. we're not one sided people. You guys, we will tell you if something good came out. I will happily tell you the good and the bad together. I will always bend over backwards to attempt to tell both sides of the story, to look at the possibility of another perspective. But in this case, I, I don't have anything for you. No. No, because every everything is garbledy gook. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's as if they just put him out there, so they're like, "See, this is our guy. He's a puppet," and I think because that it's unfair to him also he's, because he's famous, because he's an amazing athlete at one time, and because he's of color. Well, yeah, you, he's well known in Georgia. It should be an affront to every African American person in Georgia mm -hmm. who's more qualified than him than him than Herschel Walker. Come yeah, on, exactly. Because are you saying that that all that matters is skin color and not what's going on in your in your brain? Well, I mean, because that's, not that's true. how they feel. I, well, I, no. it, obviously, it's not. But I will say that I think that that's what some in the GOP, not all, but some do. They're like, oh, look, Herschel Walker, well-known guy, has a big name in, in yeah. Georgia. We're, we can get him to do, just like that lady said, a yes man, a yes yeah. vote. That's it. Now, uh, Georgians are making their, their uh, opinions known. Let me show you some pictures that were shared on the Twitter. They're waiting hours. Look at that line. Wow. That's early voting? Yeah, that was this weekend. This, uh, this person wrote, uh, waited two hours in Henry County today to vote early for Reverend Warnock with my mom, and it was worth every second. Get out and vote early, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, long lines in some districts. Um, you know, they would not try to make all these rules to kind of suppress your vote and, re and you know reduce when or where you can vote if it didn't matter. Your vote matters, and that's, I think, the, the thing that people need to keep in mind. And I want to see how close it gets. I hope. It is not close. I can't imagine it being close again. That'd be so disappointing. It will be. Yeah. Because it's party lines, because we're not thinking about who the best candidate is. We're thinking about who the best person is to vote for the things that I believe in, like, you know, uh, anti-abortion, 
or anti-gay marriage. But he's not or, even any of those things, you know, obviously. No, but he'll obviously. vote that way. But he'll, he'll vote that way. Yeah, they yeah. tell him. I mean, whatever they tell him. And, you know, last week we were talking about, you know, the tax breaks that he's getting on his permanent, his primary residence in not Georgia, but Texas. So apparently Georgia authorities want to probe into that tax break that he's getting. Makes sense to me. How can you become the senator of Georgia if your primary residence and you want on your tax uh, tax uh, forms is Texas? It just it's absolutely, yeah. absolutely insane. But so we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, and stars props to the people who wait to vote. I'm so used to voting by mail and no line to drop it off. Exactly. But they don't want you to do that. Uh, the Georgia GOP was trying to block early voting, although, you know, they have all weekend and they're doing it. Uh, Yvonne says, I hate to say it, but he's brain damaged. He might be, but he's being used and manipulated. That's the thing. And I think he knows it too. He might be brain damaged, Yvonne, but I don't think that he doesn't realize what's going on. I just think that he doesn't care. Um, I mean, who's talking about Herschel Walker unless he's running for senator, right? I mean, you think, you think he knows he's being used? I think he likes the spotlight. I think him and Trump have something in common. Mm. I think he wants to be. I mean, honestly, I mean, yes, he has this, you know, sports uh, reputation. But who's talking about Herschel Walker? Who's whining and dining him? Not now that he's going to be uh, running for senator, he's getting all kinds of attention. I'm just guessing. I don't know. Or he's brain damaged and is just a puppet and people are just pointing and saying, tell a, a funny story. Make him laugh. It's insulting. It is so insulting. Um, and I hope he doesn't get it. But Georgians will get what they vote for. And uh, and I hope that it's Warnock and not him. Uh, we have time. Let's do Twitter. So Twitter, according to Media Matters for America, uh, Twitter has lost 50 of its top 100 adverti advertisers since Elon Musk took over. Uh, we're talking about Chevrolet, Chipotle, Ford, Jeep, Merck & Company, uh, Novartis. Um, they've either halted or significantly reduced it. Uh, let's see. 50 of the adver advertisers have spent almost $2 billion, $2 billion on Twitter ads since 2020 and more than $750 million, uh, just in 2022. Well, we'll happily accept those advertisers here on the Nikki Maduro show. There you go. There you go. You got hot all of a sudden. Uh, did your mic go up a little bit? I, I don't know. I but don't look, know. Yeah, just a little hot. Uh, but Elon Musk tweets out this. And this is what I don't understand. I mean, Elon Musk, the guy that's like freedom of speech and, you know, free market and blah, blah, blah. Elon Musk tweets. Hold on. You're going to have to read that for me, Kim. Okay, while she's coughing and I'm hot, I'll read this. Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? Elon Musk, thinking Apple hates free speech just because they don't like what he's doing. Maybe Apple's looking at what's going on at Twitter and saying, yeah, we're outie. We can't really support all the things that are going on here. I mean, look what's happened in the first month since Elon Musk has taken over. The first, is that even been a month yet? I mean, the first few weeks, the S hit the fan. You've got, you know, all the good people, all the people, all the people almost being fired. And then he comes out and says, hey, if any coders or developers know how this thing works, I'd really love to even fly you out here to talk about it. Well, then why did you fire everyone? No wonder Apple thinks you're a complete moron. I mean, I don't even understand exactly. how that, you know, how that could possibly be. And then there was one response to this. This guy, 
Ryan Ty- uh, Tyler Cohen. I don't know who needs to hear this, but advertisers deciding to leave your platform because you behave like a gigantic a-hole is called the free market. People telling advertisers that they should leave is called free speech. Exactamundo. I mean, he just doesn't like it. He just doesn't like the fact that he's losing all of this money after spending so much money on Twitter. I don't know what he's doing. It's not the same platform. It's not. In the short time that he's had it, it has completely changed. And I don't I don't go on it a lot. He keeps saying and tweeting out, oh, we're getting all these users and blah, blah, blah. He's he's just spewing stuff out of his butt. I mean, it doesn't make any sense why he's doing what he's doing, but he's losing a lot, a lot of money. And um, and I don't know how many people are gonna want to stay on it. A high profile. Do you think oh, Twitter's ahead. ruined? Do you think he ruined it already? Yes. I think that, it, well, mm, okay. So I had two thoughts on this. One is, yes, it's ruined. It's never going to look the same way it did anymore. The other is, is it's so saturated with BS that maybe it'll have less influence and it'll just be whatever you want it to be. So once maybe all the racists and bigots get it out of their system, they won't find the the engagement anymore because it's so overloaded with bigots and racists, right? Yeah. And then maybe it'll calm down, but I don't know. And I don't know if another social platform is going to work. A lot of people are talking about Mastodon. Um, there was a couple others that I was reading about. I haven't joined any of them. I'm not joining another social media. I'm just not. I don't need more social media in my life. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, those types of the mainstays, I am. But- how is Twitter ruined at this point? Uh, Randy asks Kim. What do you mean by ruined? What do you mean? I guess what I mean is what you what we had with Twitter was a place to quickly share the latest events, what was happening, ideas, quickly and succinctly. And I feel like so many people have left because you can't trust the information on it that all of a sudden all the controls were taken away, right? the safeguards for who people are and whether you know what you think someone is saying is coming from them or someone else and the ugliness the safeguards against ugliness it seems like all of that was taken away pretty quickly and so now i wonder and you see people fleeing from the platform and so it's not the same group of people it doesn't have the same type of usership and so i wonder now you know what you can destroy in just a couple of weeks time can be so quickly put back together. I don't think it can be. And so therefore I would think it's ruined, Randy. That's what I'm thinking. You can disagree, you know? Yeah, of course. And I think, again, your Twitter is different than my Twitter, right? It's who you follow. It's, it's all of those things. So news people who are doing stories about this follow a lot of people. I follow people I disagree with that I agree with that are funny, whatever. So I think that we see this change maybe a bit differently than other people do, because if you don't follow a lot of political people or you don't follow a lot of people at all, uh, you may not see the same kind of Twitter that I see or Kim sees, but it has changed. Uh, you don't know what's real. People can just create names. Um, it'll be like a parody site and you're not even catching that it's parody. That's dangerous. And advertisers don't want their products next to something that could be a lie. So I don't know. I mean, it sucks. I enjoyed Twitter. But here's something interesting. 
high-profile Republican members of Congress have gained tens of thousands of Twitter followers in the first few weeks of Elon Musk's reign over Twitter, while their Democratic counterparts experienced a decline. Why do you think that is? Because all the people who were blocked because they came on and spewed ugliness and were trolls were allowed back in. Yeah. I mean, it just Is that seemed, right? I mean, I'm guessing. Well, I don't know. I mean, they don't give a reason. It's just it it's just what they've kind of noticed. Was- the Washington Post was reporting this. Elizabeth Warren, Adam Schiff, Bernie Sanders all lost about 100,000 Twitter followers in the first 3 weeks of Musk's takeover. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan gain more than 300,000 each. Now you don't know why things go up and down. Like I've lost some, but I'm always assuming when I lose a lot, it's bots. I engage with the people that I know are real people and they're still following me. On average, Republicans gained 8,000 followers. Democrats lost 4,000. And they analyzed data from ProPublica's Represent tool, which tracks congressional Twitter activity. So, you know, I don't know who you guys are choosing to follow. I unfollowed the former President Trump after January 6th, and I have not started following again because I could give two licks what he tweets about. Um, Amnesty, I know you reported on this. Amnesty begins this week. Elon Musk reinstating Twitter accounts that did not spam or break laws, but maybe were just spewing hate. Uh, and of course, people are alarmed by that. Oh, yeah. Just hate. No big. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, on one hand, if you consider Twitter the town square, then the town square is going to include the moron spewing hate. But the problem is, is the speed in which those comments can spread. And that's what bothers me when we're talking about free speech and all this sorts of things is, Every, not everybody, but people that like to make the point, it's just free speech. It's just free speech. You're forgetting that, yes, but free speech that can be amplified and spread so much more quickly. I can say whatever I want to say, but the the fact that I can use the internet, this new technology in, in you know our United States history, it's still pretty new, and spread it and gain followers and then people just buy into it hook, line, and sinker. And, and really threaten our democracy, that's the problem. And so, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm still on Twitter. I'm not, you know, promoting Mastodon or anything else. You guys do what you want to do. You know where to find me. What I did find was uh, funny, and I, I meant to mention this on Friday. So, you know, A-I-T-A, am I the a-hole, okay? Uh, they I have this red- I love those two. Um, I'm going to read one in a little bit because it's really funny. But they changed their name and I'm hoping, is it still there? Half the time I know it's probably some made up story, but I still enjoy Oh, they're so funny. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the the thought process of, am I, do I agree or do I disagree? Well, on Twitter, because people have been changing their names, AITA changed their handle to MI Elon Musk. So- (laughs) They even think he's being a complete a-hole. Yeah, I mean, it's a free market, though. You can let Elon Musk know how you feel about it by staying on the platform or not staying on the platform. Uh, But here we go. I'm going to just because we're going to end it and I'm done talking about Elon Musk for right now. This AITA, Am I the A-hole, had me cracking up. Now, again, it could be fake, but I think it is. The reason why I want to read this one is. I don't think that I would be able to do what this person did, but I would want to. 
So because I would want to, would I call this person the a-hole? I'm not quite sure. So let me read you the story. You can let me know in the comments. Okay. So this person writes, my fiance, but maybe for not much longer, we're on our way back from a vacation recently. It was a great time. Everything went off without an issue. That is until we started boarding the plane. Now I know better. I only bring a small backpack with essentials in case I don't get my checked bags. I can survive out of this backpack and will always pass baggage check. My fiance did not want to listen to my advice and chose to bring basically a regular full-size bag that barely fits the standards of a carry-on. Okay. So basically the bag was way too big. It was a packed flight. We were boarding last in economy and it was an S show. I got through fine with my little backpack, but I could hear the argument from the boarding tunnel thingy and it was getting heated. I was about to go back and try to smooth it out, but my fiance rushed past and just boarded the plane. I assumed, not having heard it super clearly, that the attendant had given her, given in and let her on. But that was not the case. She found our seats and settled in. I was pretty tired and I could tell she was upset. So I just tucked near the window and put my hat down and try to take a nap. But soon after the airline worker and a cop show up and they're not effing around and want her off the plane. She tries to plead and cry, but they're not having it. And maybe in a moment of panic or just plain self-preservation, the cop asks if we're together. And I blurt out, no, and shake my head emphatically. <laughs> I got I got killed dagger eyes from her as she shot up, grabbed her bag, and followed the cop out. She was also swearing and screaming the whole way out, which I would have been done. I'm like, I'm not with her. Oh, no. Now, obviously, this is well after the event that I'm posting this. But when she did eventually get home, she caught the next flight out with the bag checked. I was there to pick her up. She obviously thought I was the a-hole. And to be honest, almost everyone I know thinks I'm the a-hole, except my boss and coworkers, who for context were very much relying on me to get back on time, which I gave my word I would for a really important project that was time sensitive. So that kind of why he could not get off the plane with her kind of thing. They were all happy I did not get thrown off too. So am I the a-hole for this self-preservation? Whew. I say, I, I go, okay. You go, got you, yourself into this situation. You're about to get arrested, right? Right. I, I mean, on one hand, you want a man, a partner, regardless of gender, who supports you, right. who's going to be there in the tough times and the good times, who's willing <laughs> to go to jail with you, who's willing to, you know, you, you rise and fall together, right? Like, that's the, that's the dream. On the other hand. On the other hand. If you see someone acting incredibly unreasonably, they're and then, get arrested. And then, you know, and and you, one of you needs to stay out to kind of get bail or whatever. But it sounds like he just like left the on the plane and that was it. Like, you know, she can fend for herself at the airport or whatever. He wasn't getting off to saying, no, we're not together, but then trying to help her after the fact. Right, so right, right. I, I think he, I think they're both the a hole in this situation. Oh, well, she definitely is. Yeah. So, um, Real quick, so I, I don't know if I've told you this story already, but when I was getting, when after I got married on our honeymoon, my husband almost got arrested at the airport. What? So, and I looked at him. So the, the, he had pr- brought a bag, a carry-on bag that he always takes camping. And he had forgotten that he puts a knife 
like Uh-oh. this big of a knife in this like back pocket area of the bag. So it's kind of like, you know, not hidden, but it's just his back sure. slot. And so we're going through checkout and they grab his bag, obviously, and they're looking and they're looking and they can't find the actual slot where the knife is. Right. And so my husband walks up. He's like, can I help you out? Like, what are you looking for? And they show him the screen. They're like, it looks like that's a knife. And he's like, oh, "Oh." he's like, oh, my God. And he tries to explain the whole thing. They take him to security. I am pissed. I am sitting there like I am not happy. And I look at him. I'm going without you. I'm like, I am leaving. I don't care that we just got married. Where was your honeymoon? Jamaica. I'm like, oh, I'm going anyway. Bye bye. I and like <laughs> there was a point where he's sitting. I mean, he's like on the other side of the room, but we could see each other. And he's talking to the, like the security guy. He like kind of points at me, and he told me later, he's like, "Are you?" The guy's like, "Are you here with anybody?" He's like, "Yeah, I see that woman that's really angry over there. That's my new wife, and she's going to go on our honeymoon if I do not like get out of this." So what and did again, they, do? they did let they him just, go. I mean, they yeah. took the knife, but yeah. um. But yeah, they believed him. And I'm sure, I mean, the story kind of held up and the fact that he was so forthcoming with it, but he could have gotten arrested. I mean, it was a significant knife. It's like, you know, fishing and gutting. I don't know. Like a Bowie knife or whatever. Something like that. Like not a, like, not like a Swiss army knife. This was a real big (laughs) knife. So I kept thinking about that. Like, would I have been the a-hole in that situation if I left my new husband to go on our honeymoon because he's the idiot that packed a knife? No, I don't think you would have been. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Honey, you're listening. I mean, it would have been nice if, when you landed to make a call and uh, to his parents. He knows where I am. You know, you know where I am. <laughs> perhaps you want to go get your son out of the uh, the San Jose Mineta Airport lockup. Uh, yeah, you know. exactly. I'm like, you know, you know our parents' number. You know where I'm going to be. You can go get another ticket because I'm going to paradise. Because you in I... a couple days. Exactly. 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 <laughs> I'll All be right. nice and tan by then and ready to roll. When we come back, I want to get into this uh, cheesy lawsuit, this macaroni and cheese lawsuit. Now, when I tell you the initial headline, you're not going to side with this woman. I did not side with this woman, but I read more of the article and I'm just saying a good point was made. I'm just saying. And I think that maybe they're onto something with holding businesses and companies accountable. But we'll get into that macaroni and cheese lawsuit right after the news. Now, from around the world to up your street, the Nikki Maduro Show presents News Czar Kim McAllister. And this report is sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz at 888-TAX-STEAL. Former President Trump is seeing even more criticism for his recent meeting with Kanye West and white national Nick Fuentes at his Florida resort. The Orthodox Union released a statement saying Trump's association with them is deeply worrisome. The union describes itself as the nation's nation's largest Orthodox Jewish umbrella organization. The defense secretary trying to get Congress to pass a spending bill for the Pentagon. Secretary Lloyd Austin said not doing so would result in significant harm to national security. Congress has until December 16th to pass a new bill and curb a government shutdown. The head of the U.S. men's soccer team apologizing for a controversial social media post. The U.S. Soccer Federation posting a picture of the Iranian flag over the weekend without the emblem of the Islamic Republic and a move to show support for the women in Iran fighting for basic human rights. Iranian uh, Iranian officials called for the U.S. team to be kicked out of the World Cup for that disrespectful post. 
No one is in custody after the grave of legendary mobster Al Capone was defaced outside of Chicago. Police say someone spray-painted the word evil in red on the tombstone on November 23rd. The graffiti was removed the same day. And you know, we have this story for turkeys. Now here we got it for Christmas trees. If you'll be getting a real Christmas tree this year, be prepared to pay a little more. Of course, Ah. Tyler Stokes, the owner of the family Christmas tree farm in El Cajon, says prices have definitely gone up. He says it's because diesel costs for shipping have gone up, as well as the cost of growing the trees. But Stokes says trees from his farm won't be affected by price increases because he was able to cut back on water costs. He's got new ways, apparently. But according to a survey by the Real Christmas Tree Board, did you know there was one? I did not know that there was a board. I want the to real be Christmas board. tree board, not As the, opposed to the artificial tree. tree. I'm exactly. Yeah, the okay. real Christmas okay. tree board. They say prices nationwide have increased between five and fifteen percent. Experts are recommending getting your tree sooner rather than later to avoid any additional price hikes. And already, we've seen that Christmas trees are in high demand. That there might not be many left by the you know the time you need them. Yes, Nikki. I got my Christmas tree this weekend. Did you get okay. your Christmas tree this weekend? No, we were sick. Oh, yeah, well, so was yeah. I, but I just, you, you know. Pow- you powered through? I powered through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, just to let everybody know, and I know somebody said, make more shorts when you feel better. I have shorts, like I have drafts. I'm making these shorts. I- I- I'm actually liking them a lot, but I made one about buying my Christmas tree this weekend. So you guys can go check it out. I did purchase it. I spent about $65. Oh, where'd you get it? I got it at Lowe's. <laughs> Which is not exciting, but we were driving around and I was like, let's get our tree. And it was there. And we were going to go to Costco because we heard Costco had them for $64. But uh, here's a tip, at least at the Costco buy that we went to, they're all still wrapped up. I don't want a wrapped up tree and I'm not going to have them open up more and more trees. Right. That makes you you feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. No, I need to see my tree. I need to hug my tree, which is what I did. So go check out my short and you'll see. Uh, I showed you some and they got up there. It was kind of nuts. I have a question. Okay. See, here in the North Bay, Mm -hmm. we have tree farms everywhere, and it's a family event. You go cut down your own tree. And then, do they have that in the South Bay, or is it all just Lowe's and Costco? Oh, no, no, no. You can go, you can go to South 101. There's a Christmas tree farm. You can go to the Santa Cruz Mountains. There's a bunch of Christmas tree farms. We've done that several years. Just this year, maybe because I was sick. Also, my daughter didn't want to be walking around and trucking everywhere. And so, yeah, we just made it really simple and easy. And honestly, they had a good, I'm not doing a commercial here, but they had a really good selection. They did. I'll go watch my short. I took a bunch of photos of of trees and the prices ranged from reasonable, given everything that we know about pricing to you've got to be kidding me. I am not buying a tree for that much. So I'm kind of feeling left out of the whole short situation. Oh, I just started it. They're YouTube shorts. You know what they are. It's just little videos, but uh, you just, yeah. So go check. I made two. They're very cute. Um, But yeah. I'm going to be doing more and more of those. So just a- another way for people to find the show, Kim McAllister. Okay, another we'll way. have to go check it out. I'll do there it right afterward. This go. report sponsored by tax attorney Steve Moskowitz for more than 30 years. Steve has put his tax knowledge to work for individuals and businesses alike. If you need help with your taxes, I know I do. You can call Steve. He's at 888-TAX-DEAL or online at moskowitzllp.com. I'm Kim McAllister on The Nikki Maduro Show. There you go. Somebody also said in the chat room, is this shirt from uh, one of those clothing box sites? Yes, it is. But I no longer subscribe to that closing box site because 
I didn't find their clothes to fit my style anymore, but I did. The one that you mentioned, and I'm not going to do another commercial for them. It is that one. Um, but thank you for noticing my top. Um, okay, so let's get into this cheesy lawsuit. I love this lawsuit. Okay, so first off, this is the headline. Her mac and cheese took more than three and a half minutes to make, so she's suing. What? Okay. Okay, so here it is. The packaging for Velveeta's microwavable mac and cheese cup says, ready in three and a half minutes. But an inconvenienced South Florida woman says that's not true. She says it does not include other time-consuming steps, time-consuming steps, such as tearing off the lid, adding water, and stirring in the cheese sauce. Oh, please. Her name is Amanda Ramirez. Uh, she said she might not have bothered buying the shells and cheese product had she known the <laughs> truth. Uh, she seeks more than, now, this is ridiculous. This is the only thing I'm like, mm. She seeks more than $5 million in damages on behalf of the Hialeah woman and other purportedly hoodwinked customers. It's accusing uh, Kraft Heinz, the maker of the cheesy cups, of deceptive and unfair trade practices. How, this, okay, go ahead. How long did it take her? Okay, so hold on. I, I do think she gives us a time. Well, I don't know if she gives us an exact time. So it's supposed to take three and a half minutes according to the box. Yes. Right? And she, she said, yes. She said that it adds, mm, she just wants the truthful time on it. She doesn't say oh. how long it took her. Okay. But this is the thing that gets me. Okay, so in the mac and cheese case, she says that Heinz, Kraft Heinz is able to charge a premium price. This is how much? Almost $11, $10.99. for eight 2.39 ounce cups with the claim that it only takes three and a half minutes to make. Now, these are the directions. Remove the lid and cheese sauce pouch. So that has to be what? Two seconds. Right. Maybe three to take out the pouch. Uh, add water to fill up to the line. So that's, at, let's say, five seconds. Mm -hmm. Stir. Third, microwave uncovered. Do not drain. And then it says, stir in the contents of the cheese sauce pouch, and the cheese sauce will thicken upon standing. Those directions, she says, show that the three and a half minutes is just the length of time to complete one of several steps. A truthful label would have stated that the product takes three and a half minutes to cook in the microwave. Now, you may be asking yourself, Nikki, obviously this is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous lawsuit. And the the company or the attorney that actually uh, is involved in this lawsuit has done this before. Um, it's filed by William Wright of the Wright Law Office in West Palm Beach and Spencer Sheehan of Sheehan and Associates in Great Neck, New York. And they have filed more than 400 such lawsuits in recent years. And according to NPR, has almost single-handedly caused a historic spike in the number of class action lawsuits against food and beverage companies. Now, this company went after Kellogg, arguing that the company's strawberry Pop-Tarts marketing is deceptive because the pastries contain additional fruit. Uh, Keebler and Betty Crocker were wrong to call their cookie and cake mixes fudge because they contain no milk fat. And they took on Keurig Dr. Pepper over the words that appear on root beer cans that say made with aged vanilla. Now, this is the part that I agree with. Companies will make these claims on products to get you to buy it. 
but it's not what it is. Just say what it is. Now, the time thing, the macaroni and cheese, I get it. It's a bit frivolous, but it proves a point. It's if you're selling something, be honest. Don't tell me it's, for instance, fudge. When the definition of fudge, I guess, has milk fat in it. You're using fudge because you want me to think fudge when I'm eating something that's not fudge. So does that make sense? So I think it's it's twofold. One, okay. this law firm that is behind all these lawsuits that mm-hmm. appear frivolous on the surface right. is really doing everyone a service by keeping companies honest. Thank that. Right. Thank you. That is, that is on the other hand, they're looking for easy, slim, easy pickings for money. And don't make it so easy. Then don't make it easy. And it's true. Like there should be someone behind the advertising thinking, well, if we're going to put it on the box, then we're going to have to be honest about it. Like in as little as three and a half minutes might've worked but not make it in three and a half minutes because everyone moved at a different speed, right? right? So you have to, your wording has to be as accurate as possible. But is it a frivolous lawsuit? Yeah. Is it helping keeping co- keeping companies honest? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't actually mind that. Um, so one of the attorneys said uh, and told the Washington Post, there are a lot of people that may feel this is just a little fibbing and not really a case. And I get that. But we are striving for something better. We want corporate America to be straightforward and truthful in advertising their products. My firm also represents clients in what would what most would say are more compelling cases, cases, arsenic and baby food, etc. But we don't feel corporations should get a pass for deceptive advertising. The consumers deserve better. Absolutely. Now, if they would have said only takes three and a half minutes in the microwave. I bet she still would have bought it, right? I mean, if it's only three and a half minutes in the microwave and I just have to stir some stuff up, I have to add that time. But again, I mean, we're probably talking about another minute at the most, make America great again. And it's mac and cheese, <laughs> people. It's already quick enough. Um, I like, I like, that's the reason why I like this lawsuit. I think that it proves a very good point. Oh, there we go. Oh, um, mainstream orange juice brands manipulate and homogenize their products with OJ flavoring. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to just look at some of the the descriptors on foods, right? It's like tastes like or added flavoring. Um, oh, this person says they'll settle out of court and add an asterisk to their labeling. Maybe, Eric. Um, but at the same time, this one, we both said it. This is ridiculous. Every recipe has prep time and cook time. Prep time for taking a top off and stirring are separate from cooking time, meaning the actual time it takes in the microwave. I agree. Um, but obviously this woman thinks that they should be a bit clearer in that. Um, was this on the front of the box, Janet asks? I work in the label industry and have found out companies can put what they want on the front, but the back has to have the oh. Well, That's interesting, Janet. Okay, so Janet, they could say whatever they want in the front. So if they say it's ready in three and a half minutes and you turn it around and it says 10, is that okay? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm being honest. Like, yeah, no. I mean, I would imagine that they'll open themselves up to one of these lawsuits if they lied on the front or the back. Yeah, exactly. Like even more so, I would say. Um, but yeah, I just, just be honest. Like, you know what a, you know a good phrase is? Like, takes less than five minutes, right? I mean, that right. gives you plenty of time, you know, sure. elbow room in it. I brought it. I bought a classic container at the grocery store, Chelsea writes, which I looked full of candy corn. However, 
first mistake. The bottom, the bottom of the plastic <laughs> container was concaved, so there was much less corporate greed. Yes, indeed. The packaging will get you. It absolutely will get you. Uh, manipulation of truth has always been part and parcel to advertising. Yeah, but there's a line. I mean, that's why we have laws about this. This woman thinks she can get some cash. You were giving her way too much credit, Nikki. That's from KF. Oh, no. I know she knows what she's doing. Five million dollars. I mean, <laughs> to Brie or not to Brie. Uh, yeah, but I think the point should be made. And I think I, I agree more with her attorneys than her, I would say. If you don't hold companies accountable, they'll just keep, you know, pushing the line back and pushing the line back. And the whole Pop-Tart thing, what if you have an allergy to certain fruits and, and not others? If they don't, I guess they have to say it in the ingredients, which might be what Janet's talking about. Um, but yeah, I think you just have to be honest. Just be honest. I might buy it anyway. It was a small circle in the front and side of the box. I guess that's where uh, the three and a half minutes, I'm assuming she's talking about. It's You know what it also reminds me of? Remember the whole pink slime fiasco? I was just having this conversation the other night. Who could forget? Ooh. So everyone found out that you know chicken nuggets were made of pink slime and they showed the, the machine. And, and I remember we had a colleague that we got into it about this. And he was saying, you know, they should be sued for showing that because it's losing, you know, they're losing business because of it. And I said, no, 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 no. You should show the pink slime. Right. And then you should show the chicken nugget. Because you know what happens? People still eat chicken nuggets. Yep. Just tell me. I understand that hot dogs are filled with lips and buttholes or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> still delicious at a ball game. Eating it in my mouth. I don't care as long as it tastes good. Uh, or I eat that sort of thing. Or I do don't. You, do I you make know that? Ever since I saw the green, the pink slime video, I have not eaten any fast food meat. It, it really impacted you that you grossed me out so much. That much? Oh. Even on the road trip, we stopped at I think it was at a McDonald's, and the rest of my family ordered. All I would eat was French fries because I I I freaked out by fast food meat. Now I want no part of it. None. Yeah, it didn't do anything to me, and that's what I think. Most people, it's, I think most people are like me, not you. <laughs> no, you're right. But even when you talk about Taco Bell, I'm thinking, does that have that green, that pink slime meat on it? No, it's like you powdered know? meat. I think I they just add water that. to it. I think they like rehydrated or something. I don't um, know anything with the fast food. Yeah, meat. you know what? I don't even look. Everybody that's known me and listened to me knows if I like it and it tastes good. All right, uh, okay. I mean, as long as it's not poison, which I know some people think fast food is, so don't go there. But as you know, edible which I guess is a big definition. If I like it, I'm eating it. And if you tell me, oh, it's made with, you know, scrap meat off the ground, I was like, well, that's a great use of everything. I mean, why waste, right? And you made it delicious, fabulous. Let's just, let's just eat it. So I'm not losing any sleep over pink slime. I don't particularly like McDonald's chicken nuggets. So it's kind of gross. Oh, David Odell, kids were shown the pink slime and were asked how many would still eat McNuggets and they all raised their hand. Yes. Ew. Thank you for showing me that. Well, if I bet, Kim, if you saw how a cow was slaughtered, right, Ugh. or how some of these animals are killed to be the food yeah. that you would eat, it would gross you out just as much. So fast is disgusting, this is going to gross you delicious. out. Okay. But I, I, you know, I live in Petaluma okay. and I've lived here a long time. And mm -hmm. when I was a little kid living in the house next door where my mom lives, there was uh, not now it's houses, but before it was a, uh, a farmhouse in a field. And okay. once a year, they would sh I would hear a gunshot across the street, right across from my bedroom window. 
And it would wake me up and I'd look out the window and I could see that they had just shot a cow and then they'd string it up oh. and then they would, you know, take the meat and prepare it and do yeah. what they had to do once a year. So I come from a place where that happens. So I've yes. seen that right out my bedroom window happening. And, but it seems to me though, in that case, you know, you raised it, you killed it for the meat, you prepared it yourself, you're, you know. Oh, so you have to be the one that kills it for you to be well, okay with it? I can, no, because I don't, but I can oh, yeah. respect, I can respect that process more. You know, it just yeah, I fe get that. It feels, it feels different. I guess maybe it feels, it was gross, but it feels less gross. I like Jack writes in, to all you gum chewers, gelatin is made by boiling animal skin, tendons, cartilage, ligaments, and or bones. Yes, gelatin. Absolutely. Uh, but again, I like chewing gum. And I feel, I look at it when people try to gross me out with certain things like, do you know what gelatin's made of or whatever? Uh, I go, I didn't know that. Thank you for educating me. And I still like gum. So that's fabulous, right? I mean, there are things people, some people think are gross and other people are saying there's nothing disgusting about that. Celeste did not like the the gum joke or the, the mm. gum information, Jack. Sorry. She My daughter took a class on uh, out, what's it called? Outschool.com. School? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And it was a class about interesting crazy facts that you didn't know okay and it was full of gross stuff about things that are in food that you would never have thought of like human hair being swept up from the bottom of a salon to be uh, melted down to be turned into a chemical that's then used to help bread rise yeah. Is that what Subway uses? I think Subway uses I don't that, know. Right? Somebody uses so. it, but it's like human hair and bread. What? Like there's all kinds of things that they do. Um, what is it? The the coloring in some M&Ms or the, the hard shells of beetles? Like there's God, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Like there's just things okay. that you wouldn't you wouldn't think about that you don't know half the time what you're putting in your mouth, and then someone tells you and you're like, what? That's yeah. what she said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nice. Good one. Uh, I always love those kind of jokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get grossed out by things like that. Again, I always default to did I eat it? Do I like it? And do I really mind how it was made? So I won't eat foie gras. I think that that is just cruel, yeah. cruel and, and inhumane. I think it's just I, I can't get past it. I've seen it on video. And so but I wasn't a foie gras eater to begin with. See what I'm saying? So I never ate it, but I'm not going to try it now that I know. I'm not going to start to develop a palate for something that I knew is gross. But if somebody, my kid hands me a chicken nugget, I'm like, no, oh, it's made of pink slime. Eh, whatever. Down the hole. Um, and we'll just probably eat it. I have one more lawsuit I could squeeze in before the end of the show. And this one I wanted to do with you because... When we talk a lot about work, and I would say, Kim, even though what happened at Station X happened, what did we always say? It's a fun career. It was a fun place to work because sure. we played radio. Yeah. What's not to love about it, right? It's just, it's a fun, it is a fun thing to do. That's right. Well, well this French man had filed a lawsuit against his employer and he has won the right to not be fun at work. Okay. So the guy, it was just called Mr. T. 
He was fired from this company called Cubic Partners after refusing to take part in seminars and weekend social events. Um, Now, he said there was too much drinking and promiscuity, and he argued that the fun culture in the company involved humiliating and intrusive practices, including mock sexual acts, crude nicknames, and obliging him to share his bed with another employee during work functions. Out of all of those things, that one is a big fat no. I don't even like, Mm -mm. I don't even like, like sharing hotel rooms with people I work with. Like, you shouldn't be forced to go to company events if you don't want to. It really has nothing to do with whether or not you do your job well. I get team building. I get wanting everyone to have a good company culture or whatnot. Yeah, no. you're paying me for the team building retreat. You shouldn't, you shouldn't force. I'm not going. I'm not going. No. So I mean, the smart worker knows that if you do go to those things, then you have your scene. You know, you're yes. you can make those relationships stronger. You're the last person to get the layoff notice, unless they close down the whole station. Because <laughs> you know, you're you're personable. I I always hated going to that stuff. I never went no. to the KGO christmas parties and all well, that. I was also in the middle of the week i was just telling my husband this and i agree with everything that you just said but i was just telling my husband because his company does an anniversary party instead of a holiday party and they go all out and it they actually just had it not too long ago and it's really fun it's kid friendly in recent years it's been more kid friendly it used to be like a dinner and a casino great fun but kgo never really did you know i mean we did a christmas party but when i was working mornings there was no way in hell I was going. No. And then when I worked evenings, I'd have to take my kids to school in the morning. So I couldn't just stay up in San Francisco. Well, plus, you and I both have to drive an hour and then exactly. an hour home. So I'm that's not another two or hours. Anything. The, no. No, so thank it you. Was, it was one of those things where I always, you know what I always wished that they would have done and they never did it while it existed? I always wanted to do the office Christmas party. You know what I mean? Like, just be at the station. Sure, yeah. And have the party there. That way, when people, if they're still working when the party starts, they can come right out. And I always like, not that I want to like Xerox my ass or anything, but I always like those kind of (laughs) stories that happened in the office, you know? Right, right. I never went to a Christmas party like that. So (laughs) I thought it would have been pretty funny if we could have done something like that. But alas, no, no, no. Uh, do you do you have Christmas parties? Do you go to Christmas parties? Because so I have a family member that has a yearly Christmas party, uh-huh. and in my family, you know, it's kind of a command performance. You got to show up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So that's kind of the one Christmas party I go to every year. Yeah. So we don't have that in our house, and no. I want one. I, I keep telling my husband, I'm like, find if anybody in the chat room knows. I mean, I. I I'm even open to like, like city sponsored Christmas parties or, you know, this hotels. I don't know because there's no other option. Oh, you know what I wanted to tell you is that Andreas brought up a great idea to Mark this morning, which is that we should have, I would imagine on the show, not like extra time because, you know, no one wants to do extra time, but on the show, we should have like a, a co-show Christmas party, a gathering as it were, you know, where we could just chit chat and have a bit of fun together. Invite shit. I'm just dying. I'm sorry. Invite some of the guests that we have are regulars and just have one big old Christmas party. It's going to look like the screen from the Brady bunch with all the people. That would actually be be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was listening to Mark at that time. 
And I mentioned it before you came on the show that that's a fabulous idea and I'm yeah. down. That would be so much fun. Um, I would love to meet, <clears throat> pardon me, the listeners. I just don't know logistically or financially, uh, how we can make it work. I mean, I guess it could just be, you know, we could just meet at a location and. Oh, you're thinking in person. I was thinking we do it no, as part well, of the no. show. I, I like both. I mean, yeah. I like the idea of doing a, a holiday show hands down. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But I'd love to meet some of the listeners sometimes. I know Mark was kind of teasing after the new year, maybe doing some sort of events. Um, and I'd love to get in on that because that would just be awesome if we could all do it together. Yeah. Because uh, I know we have so many of the same listeners. But again, logistically, especially this close and us launching the so show so new, um, I don't know if in person is going to happen this holiday, but maybe we could do something after the new year. But a holiday show, I am there. Yeah. As long as we are allowed to drink, because if it's a holiday party, that's right. I am drinking. I am absolutely yeah. drinking. All right. So um, I just want to let you guys know that tomorrow's show is going to be a bit different. It's going to be abbreviated. Um, I'll talk more about it tomorrow, um, but I am. It's going to be pre-recorded. I'm just going to be. I'm totally upfront with you guys. I'll be recording a show, so you'll have some new content tomorrow. Um, there is a specific reason for it. Um, and I'll share that with you a bit tomorrow because I don't want to get into it now. Um, but there will be some new content and I'll be back live for a two hour show on Wednesday. And so uh, be prepared for that. I did not get to half of the stuff I wanted to get to today. Um, there is a bunch of stuff and I'll probably include it in tomorrow's show as well. Um, but again, click that thumbs up button before the show ends. It really, really helps us out. And I think... If you have not received an email from me, you should have. For everybody, I, I Kim McAllister, I did my chores this weekend mm. and I went through and I have tried to respond and I think I have to every Patreon subscriber that has messaged me on Patreon. Um, and so stay tuned. Uh, all Patreon subscribers, I have some new videos that Patreon's letting us do. You're going to get some content before anybody else. Um, so all of these things are in the works. So if you want to be part of this community and, and help support the show on a monthly basis, just go to my website. It's thenickymadoroshow.com. The Patreon link is there. And you know, I get it. It's Christmas, holidays, inflation, everything going on. Just have your friends and family subscribe to the show. If you can't do anything else, if you could do that, that is going to just be huge for us to grow the show and 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 get everybody out there and 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 just you know grow it so people know about it. So again, the links to YouTube are also on my website, thenickymadoroshow.com. We'll have a new show tomorrow and then a two-hour show on Wednesday. I appreciate you all. I love you all. And until tomorrow. Nikki, you're all so awesome. You sprout like a beautiful blossom. You're all so the best. I really can't rest. You're all so awesome. <laughs> wow. Okay.